Good morning or afternoon or evening, wherever or whoever you are. Um, welcome to the IDP 411. We are proudly part of the Expand the Box Score podcast network. And my name is Jordan Rains, a.k.a. at Fifty Shades of Drunk on Twitter. I am joined with my man, the Dynasty Chef, Steve himself. What are you doing, Steve? How are you doing? I'm doing good. And, uh, well, I'm kind of doing a podcast this morning. <laughs> I know, right? We wake up early on Mondays. Monday is my day off of work, so obviously I wake up and do a lot of fantasy football stuff because with two kids and a full-time job and football on three days a week, mm-hmm. Sunday mornings at 5 a.m. are about the only time I can find. So I'm happy to do it, though. Happy to be here. Um, usually on the show, we go over the studs and duds for the week, the previous week or Sunday, rather, Thursday and Thunder Sunday. Um, today... Well, last week we didn't have a show because, I mean, things were just crazy last week. But we're going to do things a little different today. We're going to, um, you know, it's we're week six. We're in week six. So if your playoffs start in like week 13 or 14, season's half over. Um, we're kind of going to do an audit of how the season's gone so far for IDP players. Um, we're going to talk through the leaderboard, basically, um, of some of the stats and some of the guys that are, uh, you know, really been killing it for you this year. Some of the guys that have been, you know, surprises some of the guys that are not surprises um so i'll go ahead and start that i guess uh we'll go through weeks uh week six weeks season leaders um all these stats are um you know have been vetted i looked at them last night checked them again this morning there were some things that changed hopefully you know none of the data changes again i know that's the stat people and all that they try to get this stuff up as quickly as they can but we're trying to get this product out there so we'll just go ahead and use what we got So we'll go ahead and start with tackle leaders for the 2019 season so far. Um, We're going to go by position. So we'll go ahead and just start with the linebackers since that's where most people um, build their fantasy IDP teams around. So no surprise at the very tip top, we got Luke Keekley, 62 combined tackles so far this season. Um, He's been having a really good year. The Panthers overall have been – I mean, they kicked ass yesterday. I mean, they pretty much destroyed the Bucks. Um, Keekley was, you know, a big part of that. A lot of stops on the run. Um, he had an interception that he almost took back. He almost housed it for a touchdown. Um, you know, he's he's one of those guys that, uh, I mean, you just knew coming into the season what you were going to get with him, and you're getting it. Um, we have a couple other guys up there in the tackle department with him. We got Jordan Hicks and Joe Schobert. Um, they both have 62 as well. Uh, both these guys. Uh, I mean, they've been crushing it. Jordan Hicks, a lot of people thought, you know, he's going to be injured, blah, blah, blah. He's not injured. He's killing it. Um, the Arizona Cardinals are playing a ton of defensive snaps, and he's out there for all of them. Um, Joe Schobert, a guy that's kind of lost in the fray this offseason. Uh, I know the Browns drafted a couple of linebackers. That made a lot of people a little less enthusiastic about Joe Schobert. He wasn't really highly ranked. wasn't really reached for in drafts. He's been crushing it. I mean, he's got 62 tackles. I mean, that leads – that's tied for the lead league. Um, I wrote an article for Dynasty Nerds last week. He was in it. I put him in there as a guy that I thought you could have confidence in this week. He crushed it. Uh, Jordan Hicks was in there two weeks ago. Um, these guys are just – their floor is high. The ceiling's high. The consistency's there. Um, if you have them on any of your teams, you you know the feeling is good. I don't have Hicks, but I've got Schobert and uh, Keekley on a couple of teams. You got any of them on any of your teams, Steve? 
Uh, I've got Keekly and Schobert. Dude, Keekly pretty much won me a league yesterday. He scored like 25, 30 points. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> but um, then we're going to go ahead and move on down the list. Those are the top three tackle leaders at uh, linebacker. You got Bobby Wagner. He has 57. And Devondre Campbell, he also has 57. Um, Blake Martinez has 55, but he plays tonight on Monday Night Football. So there's a good chance that actually through six weeks, he will be the tackle leader. I mean, all he's got to do is put up six tackles and he leads. So that could happen. But right now, as of the time of recording this, he's just, you know, number six. Lame. No, I'm just kidding. He's awesome. I love him. Um, Corey Littleton, he's got 55 tackles as well. Shaq Thompson coming in at eight, 53. Devin Bush, nine, comes in with 52 tackles. Leighton Vanderesh right behind him, 51. Nick Vigil, 51 tackles. Um, not a guy we talk about a lot. Not a. Um, for whatever reason, the Bengals are just kind of hard to watch, hard to be a part of. But the last two weeks, he shot up the board. He's been putting up, uh, I think he put up 14 a week ago, two weeks ago. I believe he put up 14 again yesterday. So it's a lot of product, a lot of production here towards the middle of the season. Uh, Eric Kendricks, uh, Minnesota Vikings linebacker, guy that's not a sexy name coming into the season. I had him on a dynasty team and I moved him. Uh, you know, he's he's. A great linebacker, too, I guess is what I would call him. Uh, an excellent linebacker, two, three. But he's kind of proven himself to be a linebacker one this year, uh, with especially in coverage. He's kind of always flying in there. He's had He had his hand on the ball yesterday a couple of times, and I thought he was going to have an interception. He might have actually had one. I can't remember exactly. You'll have to forgive me. Um, if you do know that he did or did not, you know, let me know. Uh, looks like he did not have any interceptions, but he did have his hand on the wall a couple times. He has seven pass deflections on the season, which um, doesn't lead the league, but it uh, ties him with uh, Corey Littleton for linebackers on the season. So those two have been putting up some uh, some very were very good in coverage, and it was kind of known about Kendricks that he was good in coverage before we came into the season. Littleton as well. He had a ton of pass deflections last year. You know, those are kind of cheap, easy points in fantasy or in IDP, depending on how your league scores them. If they're just worth one point, I mean, a point's a point's a point, but if they're worth two or three or four points, you know, those are some those definitely make up for a week where a guy kind of lacks in the tackle department, shall we say? So. Um, he was uh, he came in at twelve. Uh, we're just gonna rack, we're gonna run down the top twenty of these guys real fast. Um, KJ Wright, forty eight tackles. Thomas Davis, forty eight tackles. Zach Cunningham, forty six. Rashawn Evans, forty five. Um, he got looked like he got hurt last night in that game, but uh, he came back out there, so that was good to see. Same thing with Devin Bush. He started off that game last night. He was having a crazy game, I and mean, he had a fumble recovery touchdown. He had an interception. Um, he had a fumble and, and then he just, he got hurt somehow. I don't remember what happened. He was like grabbed his knee, his leg. And I was so pissed. I was like, dang it. Was like he's done. And I was so excited on Twitter. I was freaking out and he goes down. He missed like a quarter, but he came back out there, finished out the game. I think he had seven tackles. I think he pretty much was linebacker one this week. Uh, I mean, it's like surprising, but not surprising. He was in my top three this last week for my linebacker rankings and, put a little clip on Twitter about that. Um, you know, it's about time we kind of start. Last night was basically his breakout game. Not that he needs it. He's pretty much broken out every time he's played. He's not dipped under double-digit fantasy points, even in leagues that are kind of suppressing the scoring. Um, dude's a baller. He's young. Um, I, 
I haven't updated my dynasty linebacker rankings since probably July, but um, I think he he made the top twenty. But when I do update him again, he's one hundred percent going to be a top five linebacker for me for dynasty. Dude's just he's incredible. He's young. He's beasting. He's on a team that seems to be defensive minded at the at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and guys respect him already. I mean, he's kind of forcing guys' hands on that. Yep. Um, Back to the list. Number 17, we had Bernardrick McKinney. He had 45. He has 45 tackles. Jalen Smith has 45 tackles. Danny Trevathan and Hassan Reddick all have 45 tackles. Those are your tackle leaders at linebacker for the season. I'll read them off to you one more time real quick. We have Luke Keekley, Jordan X, Joe Schobert, Bobby Wagner, Devondre Campbell, Blake Martinez, Corey Littleton, Shaq Thompson, Devin Bush, Leighton Vanderush, Nick Vigil, Eric Kendricks, K.J. Wright, Thomas Davis, Zach Cunningham, Rashawn Evans, Menardrick McKinney, Jalen Smith, Danny Trevathan, and Hassan Reddick. So um, if you have any of those guys on your team, congratulations. If you have any of those guys on your teams as your linebacker, you know, two, three, four, even more congratulations. Um, mm-hmm. they're, they're doing you right. So we'll um, go ahead and slide on down here to the defensive linemen, tackle leaders. And, again, I'm kind of going over the tackle leaders just because – in IDP, you know, tackles are kind of your baseline set of points, um, you know, to varying from position to position. Sure, they might not come as frequently for defensive linemen, but they're kind of a baseline when the sacks don't fall, when the force fumbles aren't there, you know, when the game's not going a particular player's way, but they're still on the field. It just kind of gives you an idea of what they're able to produce as a floor. So um, that's always my number one thing I look at especially for defensive linemen. I look for guys that are high tackle producers because sacks will come and sacks will go. But if you can actually just stop a guy or if you're you know playing to the whistle, you're going to end up with some tackles. So let's go ahead and read down this list. Um, top of the list, Sam Hubbard, 36. Second is Grady Jarrett, 32. Daniil Hunter, 31. Joey Bosa, 30. Cameron Hayward, 28. Sheldon Richardson, 27. Calais Campbell, 27. Tyler Davidson, 27, Derek Nandi, 26, Matt Ioannidis, 25, Michael Brockers, 25, Cameron Jordan, 23, Shelby Harris, 23, DeForest Buckner, 23, DJ Reader, 22, Stefan Tuitt, 22, Dante Fowler, 21, and then there's a handful of guys with 20. We got BJ Hill, Linfold Joseph, Emmanuel Ogba, and Deron Payne. All these guys have 20. Um, so that's a pretty, that's a pretty good floor. These are some guys that, uh, you know, some of these guys closer down to 20, you know, I mean, we're through week six, they're only averaging about what's that, um, three, four tackles a week. That's not great, but again, that's a decent floor, but as you get kind of higher on this list, you know, guys like Grady Jarrett, Joey Bosa, you know, to have 30 tackles to go with the fact that they have, you know, a few sacks, a few big plays in there, um, that's really what sets them apart because I mean, all these guys on this list have a couple of big plays here and there, but what really sets them apart is the guys with the high tackle floors and the guys that are making the big plays for your team. Um, kind of a bummer. I will say that miles Garrett in on this list. Actually, I'm looking right now. He has 20, so he's at the very bottom, but he's got nine, ten, nine sacks. So, you know, mm-hmm. he's still a top level defensive lineman, but if he could tackle on, you know, five more set, five more tackles in a given week, um, he would be up there even higher. Um, 
obviously was the tackle leading list, so duh. But uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? He'd have a little bit better of a floor. He did have a week. I guess last week he kind of didn't have a great week. He had like one tackle and one sack, so that kind of hurt my team. But he had a good week this week. Mm-hmm. So um, <clears throat> those are your tackle leaders at defensive line. I'll read them off again. Um, Sam Hubbard, 36. Grady Jarrett, 32. Daniel Hunter, 31. Joey Bosa, 30. Cameron Hayward, 28. Um, with 27, we have Sheldon Richardson, Calais Campbell, Tyler Davidson. 26, you got Derek Nandi from the Chiefs, uh, defensive tackle. 25, you got Matt Ioannidis and Michael Brockers. 23, you got Cameron Jordan, Shelby Harris, DeForest Buckner. And 22, you got DJ Reader, Stefan Tuitt. Dante Fowler comes in with 21. And then with 20, you got guys like uh, Miles Garrett, Deron Payne, Emmanuel Ogba, Linvold Joseph, and BJ Hill. Um, I think it's kind of interesting, just a little sidebar, side note, that um, Michael Brockers and Dante Fowler both make this list. Um, you know, Aaron Donald does not. He's he's worth bringing up. Um, he pretty much doubled his season production yesterday. Before yesterday, he had 13 tackles. He had seven yesterday's game. So now he's up to, what is that, seven plus 13 is 20. So I guess he'd be right around 20. Um, but he had like one sack. Um, he pretty much put up as many fantasy points yesterday as he put up the previous five weeks. It was good to see him kind of shoot up the board as a guy that, you know, he's having his season's kind of, I don't want to say it's turning around, but he turned it on yesterday. Um, he's hurt your team the past five weeks, but it's good to see him not hurt your team. I benched him yesterday personally uh, for Ionitis and Kenny Clark um, in a 2D tackle league. I still won. You know, I saw some people complaining. They finally benched him. He went off. That's the nature of fantasy football. I don't know if you ever played before, but <laughs> usually what happens. You bench a guy and he goes off. You put him in your lineup. He goes on. I've had to learn that the past few years the hard way that if you believe in a guy, you just have to leave him in there. And if you don't, take him out. You know, I didn't believe in him. I took him out. I guess some people were the same. You know, and you have to eat that. I've been having that problem with uh, Calvin Ridley this year. I've just been, you know, you got to take the twos and threes with the twenties and the thirties, I guess, if that's really what you're going to, if that's really your strategy. So, yeah, I guess we'll slide on down to defensive backs. Now tackle leaders for defensive backs. Um, This one's kind of fun. We got a, we'll just lead off top. The kingpin right now is Landon Collins with 55 tackles. Um, That's awesome. You know, linebacker numbers. No, they're linebacker numbers exactly. I mean, that's not that's no bullshit right there. It helps that the uh, it helps that the Redskins don't have any linebackers. I know that we've heard of them anyway. I mean, there's somebody. There's like a guy out there in a red uniform, like running around. Couldn't tell you who he was or what he was doing. Um, but uh, 55 stops for Landon Collins. The Giants, you know, they they got rid of him in the off season, and he's durable. He's competent and he's one of the best you know defensive back safeties whatever you want to call him in the league um and for idp right now he's not necessarily leading the pack i don't know if he has a lot of big plays let me take a peek here real quick he only has two passes defended a force fumble he has one sack so i mean those are good numbers to go along with 55 tackles so mm-hmm. if you've got landon collins kudos to you i've got him and this other guy uh second second tackle leader is uh john johnson i have them both on a team that I'm getting my ass spanked right now in the league. It kind of sucks. Weird week, you know. A lot of a lot of guys went off. So if you had a team that went off, you're kind of facing off against a lot of guys that went off too. So, you know, shout out to everyone out there who's going to lose by a little bit. Don't tilt. 
I mean, you're welcome to tilt, but I don't, I don't uh, recommend it. <laughs> um, yeah. Don't go, um, don't go trading your team for pennies. Don't go, you know, doing dumb stuff. Just, you know, stay the course, play your guys. Um, we got Eric Weddle as well. So he's coming in at number three. Him and John Johnson are both tied with 51 tackles on the year. That's a, that's legit, you know. And that's a kind of a similar situation to Landon Collins. There's not really much going on in front of them. As far as uh, linebackers, Corey Littleton is having a good year, but you know a lot of guys are seeping through. This Rams defense is just not potent like we thought it would be. With you know Marcus Peters, Akib Talib, Aaron Donald, Corey Littleton, John Johnson, and then Son of Bum back there calling the plays. They're just not stopping people. I mean, they're kind of getting run all over this year, run mm-hmm. all over, thrown all over. Um, doesn't help that their offense isn't helping them. Uh, it's kind of funny. I was sitting there with my son yesterday and. I was just like thinking about how the Rams are playing and they don't have Gurley. I was like, the L.A. Rams without Todd Gurley is like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich without any peanut butter and without any jelly. I mean, just a couple pieces of bread. And you can call it a sandwich if you want, but. Bread sandwich? Yeah, bread sandwich. Mm. Not much for you. So, I, I here's, some, little, here's some toast that ain't toasted yet. Yeah. Here, eat this. <laughs> I got nothing. Hey, well, they ate it. something yesterday. Take it. <laughs> um, we'll go ahead uh, and keep sliding down this list. Uh, Sean Williams has 49 tackles this year. Antoine Bethea has 46. Um, you know, both those guys were absolute studs last year for your IDP teams. They're on their way to doing it again. They have been doing it again. Jesse Bates, 43. Justin Reed, 43. Terrell Edmonds, 41. Buda Baker, 41. Jabril Peppers, 40. Um, Ronnie Harrison comes in at 11 and uh, 12. 11 and 12 is Ronnie Harrison and Xavier Howard or Woods. Sorry, Howard Woods. Mm-hmm. They both have 39. Von Bell has 38. Eric Reed, uh, 37. Tracy Walker has 36. He plays tonight, so yeah. expect that number to increase a little. And jump up um, that list. Yeah, we have Traverse Ward, 36, and Jermaine Whitehead, 36. Um, but hoping that number jumps up quite a bit for Tracy Walker so that I can uh, beat a guy at work. Yeah, he needs some points out of Tracy Walker. Well, he's been pretty consistent, so I think you. Uh, I think that's a safe bet, safe-ish yeah. bet. Well, I've I got. A, I can't lose this. I can't lose this game. Yeah, it It'll sucks. Be very embarrassing when you lose the matches that you really, really like the personal ones, where it's like I need to beat my friend. Well, I'm four and one, and he's one and four, and I'm losing right now by six points. Well, as long as you make the playoffs and win the championship, you know, this is just a little blip on the radar. Yeah, but still, it's just embarrassing lose uh, losses that are the worst. Ooh, shame on you. You suck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, those are your tackle leaders, guys. Um, this for the three main positions I like to cover. Um, I will say that uh, Von Bell, you know, he's really stepped it up this year. He's been playing kind of a – his snap percentage was kind of weird the past two years. He was always productive, but it seemed like uh, Sean Payton didn't want him to be out on the field a lot. That seems to have changed, and for the better for IDP owners, managers, whatever you want to call us. Um, seeing Jabril Peppers up there with a, a reasonable number of tackles is awesome. It's nice to see him out of Cleveland where they were, I mean, more or less misusing him. don't know how else to phrase it. Um, you know, he's out there just able to do what he does, kind of roam around, kind of make tackles. He's missed a lot of tackles, too, which is crazy. So if you really think about, um, you know, I like to do that when I assess a player. Think about not just what they have, but what they should have. You know, Jabril Peppers has probably missed three three to five tackles that I can think of. So, I mean, he could easily skyrocket up into that, you know, top five 
um, if he just makes those hits. So if you can go get him, I don't think the owners are going to get rid of him. He had a great week this last week. He had 10 tackles, but, um, you know, he's really proven a lot of people right this year. A lot of people that were like, well, you know, and he was kind of a cheaper draft pick this year too, just because he hasn't put up stellar numbers compared to some guys like, uh, you know, Jesse Bates or Justin Reed, you know, those guys are going higher in drafts than him. Um, but Peppers is young. He's capable. He seems to be a, being staying healthy. Um, and again, their linebacker core there. Ogletree had a good week, I will say that. But their linebacker core there in New York is kind of uh, meh is the best way to describe it. M-E-H. <laughs> meh. <laughs> so if you got Jabril Peppers or Antoine Bethay, which I have both of them, and I've been starting them both. I kind of have a riches in one of my dynasty leagues with safeties. I kind of have a little obsession mm, with them. I do. Oh, man, I'm the same way. And it's just, I mean, it feels good. And I every once in a while, I'll say something in the group chat about, oh, this guy's available for trade. And mm-hmm. guys, like, oh, you're just trying to gas this guy up to sell him, blah, blah, blah. And I go look at their team, and I'm like, yes. You, like, can, you, you need him. You need this. Like, you can laugh it off, but you mm-hmm. want it for. And, you know, if your only Ws are coming in the group chat, bro, I mean, I hope you like them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 good, good, good W. Yeah. yeah. Keep, keep, it you, keep it up. Keep it up. That's. Do- that's what I want you to do every week. I want you to yeah. win in the group chat. Yep. So, anyway. Oh, you're doing awesome. <laughs> yep. Keep it up. All right. We'll move on to the sack leaders. We're not going to despair. We're not going to divide the positions up. Um, you know, most of these guys are going to be linebacker or defensive linemen. Some of them are going to be outside linebackers. Um, you know, I put something on my Twitter this week about semantics being what's kind of killing, not killing, but I mean, it's definitely stifling the growth of IDP. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of annoying but whatever that's a conversation definitely got some uh definitely got some people people out there yeah yep they definitely want us it's a conversation that needs to be had well it's kind of funny a lot of people i mean the vast majority of people that are in consumers you know fantasy football players young people want to have fun like me we're like, yeah, I mean, it needs to be fixed. And then you got a bunch of these, you know, no disrespect, but you got a bunch of these dudes that are like in their 40s. They're like, I've been playing IDP for 10 years, and I'm, this is the way it should be. And I'm just like, dude, like, we, we, we obsess about two primary positions on offense. Okay, mm-hmm. we start four, essentially, but we obsess about wide receivers and running backs. And you just start two of those. And you want a casual fan to come in here and learn five positions where we're starting multiples of them? Like that's you're just you don't I don't think they understand what the ask is there when you're saying you have to start a safety you have to start a cornerback you have to start a deep tackle you have to start a linebacker, and you have to start a defensive lineman. I mean that's just like, that's just too much you know. And it's for a side of the ball that we all can agree is secondary. So you're asking people to do more work to learn more about something, and it's just it's just too many barriers of entry for your casual fan. You know your younger guys that are you know going to Buffalo Wild Wings and hanging out and watching football. You know they don't want to sit there and look at you know six different positions. I mean they don't mm-hmm. they don't do that on offense. Why would we force them to do that on defense? And mm-hmm. the scoring is so much more flat. It's just you know it's hard to it's really hard to kind of decipher this stuff. So you know maybe the you know it's just something that just needs to be fixed. I don't want to get into it right now. It's just it's broken. It needs to be fixed. We'll um, make that episode later. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that like the idea of it but there's also a lot of people out there that are very uh high and mighty it reminds me of like i mean i was a scene kid growing up you know you show up at the scene and it's like oh have you heard of this band oh yeah well you heard of this band oh let's go even deeper i was you know with this band i feel like that's kind of what's happening in idp where it's like 
well, you know, I play IDP. It's like, oh, well, you only start one player. Well, I play IDP. It's like, oh, well, you only start six. You know, the guy's like, oh, well, I'm in a 32-team dynasty league where we have to, you know, double copy, and we're starting 32 – we're starting 15, you know, defensive players. Start playing leagues where we yeah, start it's like, yeah. it's like just stop, you know, just I, stop. I, I don't know about a copy, double copies of any players, but – It's just, you <laughs> know – That's pretty extreme. It's not, it's not fun. You know, that's, I mean, if it's, I mean, it is fun, I guess. I mean, I'm in a couple of leagues like that, but those aren't the ones that I'm getting super excited about. Those are the ones mm-hmm. I check Tuesday morning when I get on MFL, you know, the ones that I really care about, you know, I'm on sleeper, I'm on ESPN, you know, we're starting six to six to 10 max IDP players. I mean, you know, let's just make it a little bit more user-friendly. So that's kind of my battle cry. That's kind of my, uh, that's kind of my stance and hopefully, as I, you know, get a little bit bigger and more well-known in the IDP community, you know, the masses or more people will kind of fall into that. You know, we kind of have to, if we want to attract people, if we want this content to reach people's ears, we have to make it worth listening to. And we have to make it um, something we can all kind of agree on and something we can all talk about. So mm-hmm. anyway, we'll go ahead. And like I said, back to the, the sack leaders, you know, you got some linebackers here. You got some defensive tackles. You got some defensive ends, whatever. I call them defensive linemen. So your tackle or your sack leaders for the year right now are Shaq Barrett and Miles Garrett. They both have nine sacks. One's a linebacker, one's a defensive end. Interesting. Both are, Miles Garrett is caught up to Shaq Barrett. Yeah, Shaq Barrett hasn't had a sack in two weeks, so he's kind of slowed down. Um, mm-hmm. Both are defensive linemen in my eyes. Both are, you know, edge rushers, whatever you want to call them. Mario Addison then comes in at number three with six and a half, which kind of crazy. Um Kind of overlooked by me personally this this offseason. Yeah. Um, Definitely. The entire Panthers defense, though, was just – I mean, they were crushing yesterday. They were destroying poor Jamie. <laughs> oh, man, it was embarrassing. It was. It was funny. It was sad. It was also kind of awesome just to, like, know that every time that they came that they were just going to pressure him and something oh. was going to happen. Oh, man, and people have just been saying so much. Oh, yeah, he's – Bruce Arians has got this uh, Jameis looking so great. And well, man, I will say this: I don't, Bruce Arians was the most cool, calm, and collected I think I've ever seen him. I oh, mean, I mean that had, dude had yeah. to have, he must have taken a couple of volume on the flight over because I mean uh-huh. he was just his face wasn't red. No, I don't think he made nothing. any quick or jerky movements. He was just staring <laughs> off. And he was just when Jameis came over, he was just talking to him. He I must have like, been in shock. I, I was like, this is not like this has that's, to be no, a clone of Bruzarian. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's just pure shock right there. He's just yeah. like he saw his quarterback just totally regress, just in yeah. one game. Well, I mean, again, for in his defense, I mean, he was just getting clobbered. Um, well, I mean, he was taking just like he was like he saw Jameis taking these awesome steps forward, and he just like Jameis right back. Yeah. He just he just went right back to being Jameis again. That's who I am, Coach. Watch this. Uh-huh. Watch watch me do what I do. Whoop, <laughs> whoop, whoop. Uh, Throwing interceptions, dropping the ball all over the place. Yeah, drop it here. You guys want to just put it down right yeah, here. Yeah, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> um, all right, we got um a couple of guys with six sacks on the season. Clay Matthews, uh, I don't want to say RIP because he should be back, but he broke his jaw last week, mm-hmm. didn't play yesterday. He's still one of the sack leaders right now, six sacks. Um, mm-hmm. Another guy who's a quote-unquote linebacker. Um, Daniil Hunter, six sacks. Mm. Preston Smith, Whitney Merciless, five and a half for Preston Smith, five for Merciless. Um, Marcus Golden has five sacks on the year. Cameron Jordan, Zadarius Smith have five sacks on the year. Robert Quinn, this one is really fun to me. He has five sacks on the year. 
that's a, more than Demarcus Lawrence. I know he missed the first two games, right, with the suspension. Was it the first? I know it was. The, I think it was the first two. I would need to double check that. But to, to miss a couple of games and be on this list for you know sacks, pretty pretty impressive stuff. Um, I know most people are probably focusing on Demarcus Lawrence, but don't really know why he's not really shown himself to be. I don't know. I think his injury is still bothering him. I don't know how to say it. I don't want to be disrespectful to him or what he's done, but I think his injury is still bothering him. He's not producing the way we expected, anticipated, thought. Um, definitely not the way he got paid in this offseason. So, um, Jamie Collins. Now, this is your first true linebacker, I guess. I don't know. Jamie Collins is – I don't really know what he is. He's he's a Patriots mm-hmm. defensive player, so he kind of just does everything. Um Four and a half sacks, Khalil Mack, four and a half sacks, Chandler Jones, four and a half sacks, and Brian Burns, four and a half sacks. So those are your sack leaders on the year. Um, as you can tell, those last three guys, four and a half, um, <clears throat> have literally half of the top two guys, Shaq Barrett and Miles Garrett, who both have nine. Um, you know, sacks can come in bunches. So, you know, any of these guys could kind of fly up the board, especially Daniel Hunter. I'm surprised he's you know, not doesn't have eight or nine, honestly, especially with Everson Griffin's been coming on strong. Um, he should be freed up a little bit more. So, but he still has top five. And I expect that kind of those top, that top two to Shaq Barrett. I think he's going to stay up there just because he started out so strong. Miles um, Garrett, he's, you know, he's a beast. If you watch him play, he's pretty much unguardable. Um, he's got a decent group of guys. there helping him on the line. Um, but Daniel Hunter, I think when we check back in in a few weeks, he should be, probably up there in the top three um mm-hmm. yeah. so uh then i have for us some um, what i call the big play leaders um i got some forced fumble guys some fumble recover recovery guys some interception guys you know these aren't plays you can really count on but they're still worth looking at um noting who's had what who's kind of you know just making themselves more productive for your idp team shall we say so um, your fourth fumble leaders, I'm just going to go over the top two or top two at each position or whatever you want to call it. But um, there's three guys that have four forced fumbles. They are Whitney Merciless, Khalil Mack, and Chandler Jones. Um, all, again, outside linebackers. Technically, they should be defensive linemen, in my opinion. Um, then you've got Shaq Barrett, Trey Flowers, and Vernon Butler. These guys each have three forced fumbles. <laughs> So take that as you will. Those are good extra points. That means they're causing disruption. That means they're at least getting to the quarterback. I know, um, you know, Chandler Jones has four, four and a half sacks and four forced fumbles. So I mean, those are two. Those are two stats you like. Um, fumble recoveries. Uh, I got Devin Bush on here with three and Von Bell with three. But I'm going to double check. I think Devin Bush might have had another one last night. I just want to yeah. make sure that he gets Man. all the shine that he can possibly get. He deserves it. Because he's incredible. Uh, you know, I don't even care that he went to Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, there we go. A little homework action. Yeah, he has I, four. It's, Devin it's, Bush is actually your leader there with four fumble recoveries mm-hmm. on the season. Von Bell has three. Um, and then you have one for a touchdown last night. Yeah, one for a touchdown last night. And then you have a couple of guys with uh, two, a handful of guys with two. You got Corey Littleton, JJ Watt, Chandler Jones, TJ Watt, Benardrick McKinney, Eric Reed, Rashawn B. Rashad Breeland, Indomitian Sue, Demarcus Lawrence. There we go. He popped up somewhere. And a Sean Hand. You guys all have um, two fumble recoveries. So, you know, again, can't really count on these, but if you're on a, a team that has a little bit of disruption or you're on like TJ Watt, you know, he's going to get 
fumble recoveries. I mean, it's kind of crazy to think that Devin Bush and TJ Water both on the um, leaderboard for fumble recoveries. But that just shows you what this uh, Steelers defense is really doing out there, which is you know, messing people up, you know, screwing around with them, getting to the quarterback. I mean, they just they collapse the pocket over and over and over. I mean, last night, Phillip Rivers, Phillip Rivers, and they played the, um, was it the, G- the Giants they played last week, two weeks ago? Anyway, the last two games they've had, if you watched, I mean, they're they're getting a ton of sacks and they're just missing on three, four, five more. I mean, they're they're just grabbing them right when the ball's coming out. So there's still some upside with these uh these defensive linemen on the Steelers and um, these linebackers on the Steelers. I mean, they're pretty they're primo. So if you got them, congrats to you. Hats off. You're awesome. Your team's awesome. I wouldn't be selling them personally. Um, and then we got interceptions. Again, these are stats that aren't really necessarily sticky, but they're worth looking at. Um, Devin McCourty leaves everyone with four. Then you got a handful of guys with three. Janoris Jenkins, Jamie Collins. Interesting. You know, he's, like I said, he's a linebacker, but he's kind of playing a lot of, he's just kind of doing a lot out there for your team. Um, Kevin Byard, James Bradbury, and Quentin Dunbar each have three interceptions on the season. Mm. So, those are all, um, you know, again, these are kind of non-sticky stats, fumble recovers, forced fumbles, and interceptions, but they matter for IDP. Um, they are going to get you extra points. You know, every little bit helps. Um, Jamie Collins and Devin Bush are kind of leading the way at, you know, your kind of conventional linebackers as far as, you know, just racking up meaningful stats outside of tackles. Um, I do want to look real quick here at the past defended leaders at um, mm-hmm. linebacker, just kind of give people an idea who's kind of performing in coverage. Um, Corey Littleton has nine pass deflections this year. Eric Kendricks, we brought him up a little earlier. Or not, sorry, I said nine. Seven for Littleton, seven for Kendricks. Then uh, Luke Keekley and Tremaine Edmonds each have five. Jamie Collins has four. Hassan Reddick has four. Jayon Brown has four. Juan Alexander and Lorenzo Alexander each have four. Devin Bush has three, and T.J. Watt has three, and Preston Smith has three. So there's actually a bunch of guys that have three. I won't read off that whole list, but that kind of gives you an idea of the guys that are um, performing in coverage, um, knocking the ball out of you know guys' hands. These guys are a couple of them have interceptions. I mean, Jamie Collins has three interceptions. Um, Littleton has one. Keekly has one. Bush has two. So these guys are you know again they're. It's more than just a tackler. You know, you can get just a bread-and-butter tackle guy. That's kind of what I consider Antoine Bethea for the uh, defensive back area. He's just going to get you tackled. There's not really a lot of other stuff happening there. But it's nice to get these linebackers that, like Keekly. I mean, he's, you know, your tackle leader at the moment, but he also has five pass deflections. So he has the second most pass deflections in the league for a linebacker. So those are, you know, I don't want to say cheap points, but they're points. So, <coughs> you know, take so, those uh, that list, uh, the the your list of linebackers. Uh, who were guys on there that surprised you? Um, as far as being tackle leaders, um, yeah. Nick Vigil surprised me. KJ Wright surprised me. Um, Hassan Reddick with forty five surprised me. I know he kind of started off really slow. I think he missed a couple of games because he got hurt in the off season. Um, it's interesting to see the tandems too. You got Keekley and Shaq Thompson both in there. You've mm-hmm. got um, Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright both in there. Mm-hmm. You got Jordan Hicks and Hassan Reddick both in mm-hmm. there. You got Cunningham and Bernardrick McKinney both in there. Um, you know, I kind of 
it's interesting that you know you can rely on more than one guy to be a high level producer on the team, but you know it's really shaking out that way. So that's pretty uh, pretty good to see. Vanderush and uh, Jalen Smith as well. Yeah, there's another tandem you can count mm-hmm. on week in week out. Um, but like For I said, me, uh, probably surprised me the most. Um, Devondre Campbell and um, Hassan Reddick. I think those are – and uh, K.J. Wright. Those three are probably the ones that surprised me the most. Okay, let me ask you this. Uh, what omissions surprised you the most? <clears throat> Who's not on not the list? On the list. Surprised me. Exactly. Um, that's I, a little bit tougher of a question. I, uh, I see a couple names. Or I, see, I don't see a couple of names I thought might have made that. Alec Ogletree, Darius mm-hmm. Leonard, but he's missed time. Roquan Smith, but he missed one. one that, there's game. one that I'm still. Fred but. Warner, but he's also missed a game. It's kind of weird because we're some of these guys have had buys and some haven't, so it's not a necessarily a what fair. About, thing what about Tremaine Edmonds? Ah, uh, you know I have him on a team, so honestly I'm not surprised that he's not up there. He's been kind of a uh, just okay, the best way to put it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, still coming into the player. season, coming into the season, wouldn't you have expected him up there? Oh, yeah, definitely. I would have, but, uh, you know, I mean, what we expect and what actually happens, unfortunately, mm-hmm. is not necessarily a perfect marriage. But, yeah, he also missed this week, too, with the, you know, the the, <clears throat> the bye week. So, mm-hmm. but, yeah, I did expect him to be up there a little bit more. But it helps that Milano is, you know, picking up some slack. He doesn't have to do everything himself. Um, and the the Bills, honestly, are really good at stopping drives. So, you know, he's, you know, their overall defensive ability is kind of hurting his IDP productability or productiveness. I don't know if productability is a word. <laughs> um, but, you know, he's still a, a top tier guy, especially if you're in Dynasty. You know, he's talented. He's very young. I think he's 21, 22. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's top 24. For yeah, me. we're not saying he's a. He's not a, saying he's a scrub, but I would mm-hmm. think you said I. That's a good point to say that, you know, we kind of coming into the year expected a little bit more out of him probably. Um, Roquan by Smith, low target. Yeah, by low target. Roquan Smith and Fred Warner were guys I was really high on coming into the year that are just kind of just kind of there. But again, they've Roquan missed that week, and then Warner has uh, – he's not the only guy anymore. Quan Alexander's back, so that might be cutting into his production up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they've also had a bye week, so, you know, I think once you throw all these numbers together – um, and adjust for that, he would probably – they'd both be up a little bit higher. Um, yeah, what about uh, what about the defensive linemen? Any, anybody on that list that you might have uh, expected to see on there? I mean, Robert Quinn never would have thought he would have been on there, if I'm just being completely honest. Um, as far as a sack leader, I'm assuming mm-hmm. we're talking about uh, – I guess we could talk about the uh, tackles, though. Um Dante Fowler with 21, that kind of surprised me. Brockers with 25, that kind of surprised me. Um, you know, you kind of expect the IDP producers on the Rams to be essentially John Johnson, uh, Corey Littleton, and Aaron Donald, but Aaron Donald doesn't hasn't really shown up in the box. I mean, game. yeah, he's he's uh, in the actual seriously. He's absent from the list. Yeah, he's had a lot. You know, he's had some pressures. He's been playing good. There's nothing against him as a player. It's just for IDP, he's been sandbagging your team for weeks now. He finally mm-hmm. hit this last week. You know, we can everyone who's stuck with him can take their victory lap. Um, you know, <laughs> week six victory lap. Um, if you you know, one in six weeks is not enough for me to be happy. Lap. 
that's a tough lap. <laughs> that's a good way to say it. I mean, I've, I mean, that's the same victory lap you're taking with uh, Tyree Kill. I mean, he mm -hmm. had a good game yesterday. Oh, but, he's been hurt. You know, well, yeah, but I mean, he basically has been putting up a number of points as Aaron Donald. Donald's been out there. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, one in six weeks is not helping your team necessarily. Um, especially reason, you that's going to be a reason to have Tyree Kill on your bench. Yeah, and that's why I like looking at tackle floor. You know, when a guy's not out there balling out, quote unquote, you know, force fumble, sacks, disruption, blah blah blah. If he is he just is he just hitting dudes that have the ball in their hands? Like, is he doing that? And up until yesterday, Aaron Donald was doing it about twice a game. That's you know terrible. I mean, there's no way to say that. Hopefully, he picks it up the rest of the season. He had seven tackles yesterday, which was over fifty percent of his total production at that point in the season. Um, <laughs> Let's hope that he can bring that average up to about five tackles a game, and then you know I'll throw him in my lineup every week, no problem. Yeah. Um, and as far as uh, defensive defensive backs, really really surprised to see Eric Weddle this high. I mean, I'm not even gonna lie. I mean, he is third in the league with tackles at defensive back 51. In those first couple of weeks, he wasn't playing a ton of snaps, so it's good to see, or it's interesting to see, good to see him. Uh, you know, up there, I don't have many leagues. I've seen him. I hope you picked him up. Um, you know, good for you if you have him. I guess is the best way to say it. John Johnson did leave yesterday's game with a shoulder injury. It's worth noting. Um, I'll have to monitor that. I do have him on a couple of teams. So, yeah, me too. Say, uh, say uh, surprises on that list. You said uh, Weddle. Anybody else that surprised you? Mm, I mean Tracy Walker. I know, like I drafted him. People, yeah, we kind of. There were some people that were on him, some people off of him. The you mm -hmm. know the Lions' defense coming into the year was kind of a. Uh, I don't want to say it was like being restructured or changed, but you could definitely tell that um, Patricio had yet to like kind of put his stamp on that team and you know kind of make his you know get some of his guys out there is the best way to say it, I guess. Mm -hmm. First year, um, Glover. Glover Quinn, that was the guy's name that retired, I believe. Um, so they had a spot that needed to be filled, and he's doing that very well. Tracy Walker, is uh, he's getting a lot of playing time. He's being really productive with that playing time. Um, as far as his actual ability as a player, you know, I don't have PFF, so I'm not really sure what his grade is right now compared to some of the other guys, but you have to think he's, you know, doing pretty good. I mean, he's getting the stops. He's probably not missing a lot of tackles. Um, that's definitely something I'm going to try to research this week, and maybe we can go a little bit more in-depth on him because he's popped up on this show, you know, more often than not. You know, he's been a stud, um, which is usually what this show is, our studs and duds show. But, again, we're kind of just doing a, an audit of the season so far through six weeks, and here he is, you know, again, top 15, top 16 safety or defensive back, whatever you want to call him. So seeing him on there is uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, surprise. Eric Reed too, kind of a surprise. Uh, you know, but I guess when you're consistently out there, you know, he doesn't drop flashy, flashy numbers. But you know, if you're consistently piling up a few tackles a week, and your offense can't really, um, your offense isn't out there a lot, a lot. You know, you can you can you can get this done. So, mm -hmm. but um, that's about it for me today. Uh, I don't really have anything else that's kind of pressing on my mind. You know, we talked about the defensive line guys, mostly, you know, the linebackers, defensive back tackle leaders. Um, we went over the sack leaders. Um, Aaron Donald. Nothing else pressing on your mind? You don't want to uh, talk about how Kansas City lost again? 
Shut up, dude. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. Triggered what right have, now. What is, what is going on? What is going on is that I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> that game was so much bullshit. The Houston Texans did not let the Chiefs have the ball. And then the Chiefs had like two, three and outs, right? Like the last two possessions they had, they did nothing. And I was so annoyed. And they were running the ball. It was like second and eight or something, and they ran the ball. And I was like, what is going on? Like Andy Reid is – he's <laughs> running the ball. What are you doing? Like you, you got- have the best quarterback in the league, and he has his best weapon back. And you're mm. handing it off to Daryl or McCoy. It doesn't even matter who you're handing it off to. You're handing it off. Wrong, 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 and you're down. Wrong, <laughs> throw the ball. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was so mad. And uh, then like, Carlos Hyde revenge game. You know, Carlos Hyde's out here just cru- like just blasting through the, f- the line, crushing yep. in the secondary, dragging you know four and five players, you know, for five yards a carry. You know, I mean, I lo- I kind of loved it for Carlos Hyde because apparently he was saying something where. They he didn't get a call from the coaching staff or the manager when he got traded. He like got a call. He said a random number called him and said oh. he's been traded to the Texans. Like, <laughs> like it's some like, automated number or yeah. automated voice. You've yeah. been traded. Yeah, it's like <laughs> intern, like using some you know program online so he doesn't have to oh, talk to them. That's Carlos for his sake, and you know I have a couple teams. So I'm gonna the lie. NFL automated trade line. <laughs> yeah. All right, just put this guy's name in. You've been traded to. That Texans. <laughs> oh my gosh! So that was kind of really. I mean, that was really annoying. The even more annoying part about it was I started Will Fuller this week after benching him last week, and he drops like three touchdown passes. Mm. He's like almost nothing, but whatever. Again, it's kind of like you know you got to take the zeros and the threes with the thirties and forties. So yes, you do. Yes, um, you do, man. Anyway, the Chiefs will be fine. You know. Yeah, I know, fine. but uh, they got. Oh man, they got no defense, man. I know my heart is breaking. Uh, if you got a monster offense, you can have no defense. It seems. Yeah. Well, and, and at least get out there. I mean, Frank Clark has been a total bust for them. I mean, I hate to be that guy, but I mean, dude's just just okay. I mean, I don't know how else to say this. Um, it's unfortunate reality. Mm-hmm. Aaron Matthew is an energy leader for sure, but I mean, you guys need a, a incompetent linebacker. Mm-hmm. Just one. Just get one competent linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I think we would honestly be in a lot better shape, you know. But mm-hmm. they don't, whatever. And I mean, Jalen Ramsey's apparently on the market. You know, he's kind of a hot topic to bring up right now to get on their our team. Yeah, I don't really, I, is I don't he know. really on the market though? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, he is and he isn't. His back, this whole thing where he's not playing because his back hurts is. Mm-hmm. I mean, is anybody buying that? Um, <laughs> He's he's yeah. just he's just saying I want to get traded more mm-hmm. and more every week. So I would he's like to stay there, but I don't think he's necessarily even the answer for the team. Again, like we need a solid linebacker who can play in coverage a little bit and who can stop the run. I mean, that's our biggest problem right now is teams can run on us. I mean, even Deshaun Watson, you saw he ran mm-hmm. a touchdown from six yards out and he made initial contact with whoever the hell that linebacker was at like the five yard line. And the dude just like couldn't hold him. Like he grabbed him. And for whatever reason, he's like laying on him sideways, and Deshaun Watson's just dragging him five yards, just drops into the end zone. I mean, the dude literally met him at the line of scrimmage, and he just walked right by him. It was ridiculous. Oh, and did you see uh, Devin White get uh, ah, come, Oh, Christian man, he got planted right into the ground. Yeah, Christian yeah. McCaffrey is uh, – dudes are like 
scared to tackle him because I mean that was like he got his revenge though later in that game. Yeah, he threw him down. I saw that. Yeah, he did. I started uh, Devin White in the league on accident. Honestly, I thought I had taken him out. I mean, he got uh tackles here or there, but nothing. He hasn't really. He's been nowhere near as impressive as Devin Bush has been. So Mm -hmm. I know he's been hurt or whatever, but hopefully he can pick it up and be a good IDP asset. Um, We'll just have to see. You know, but Hargreaves. Yeah, I was watching that uh, that play, that whole uh, touchdowns scenario, and he yeah he juked him right out of his freaking. Oh, right yeah. out of his freaking boots and like he came out of his boots. He like did a twist on a dude and then he like yeah. dropped him. He like broke like three tackles all of them through through freaking white right onto the ground. Just Unknown. took him right by his helmet. Put him onto the ground. McCaffrey. It was awesome. You're just better than everyone, I guess. Oh, I don't know. It's funny how um the Panthers, you know, two years ago. You know their 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 image, their brand. You know is this big, flamboyant, strong. You know rushing black quarterback, and now their like kind of brand is this like super quiet, super chill, intense white dude running back. And it's just like it's just funny how like they go from like one to the other. Like talk about like kind of opposites. You know for your uh, the face of your uh, your team. So I think you know as as Cam Newton is maybe coming back or maybe not. I don't know. Don't know. It's interesting to see the, the team kind of shift in its identity and who those people were for their identity. Cam, Cam seems broken. Yeah, and he wasn't – you know, I was watching the Thursday night game, you know, and um, the quarterback, Daniel Jones, is, you know, on the sideline talking to Eli Manning and all this. And then I'm watching Sunday morning, and I don't even know if Cam was at that game in London. Like, I didn't see him at all. And I thought that was kind of weird. Same thing with – uh. Same thing with uh, Pittsburgh. I didn't see a Big Ben anywhere during that mm-hmm. game on the sidelines. And I'm like, aren't these guys like on the sideline with headsets like helping? But mm-hmm. didn't see them. Apparently so I don't not. know. I don't know if that was intentional by the broadcasters to not show them, or if they weren't really there. I have. I mean, I have no clue. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, Pittsburgh won with their uh, their third string. Their third string. I mean, who is this guy? You know, Pittsburgh's all right. I'm a Pittsburgh Chiefs. Those are my teams. I'm happy to see Pittsburgh kind of standing up on defense and you know james connor showed up last night so that was yeah, good he did. so anyway that's pretty much all i got for idp the idp 411 today you got any, any last comments before we uh ship off no i got out what i wanted to say i about kansas yeah, city yeah, and then uh Devin, I, I wanted to make that Devin white comment about uh him getting planted yeah. into the ground yesterday that was pretty entertaining that's, well the chiefs will live on to fight another day they will definitely um, appreciate it's, it's, everybody who's out there listening to us, you know, tuning in. Um, you know, we do this for you guys, you know, not just for all gratification, but you know, we know we have some. I noticed here we're, uh, hmm. we're actually a little live right now. Ooh, nice, even better. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but we appreciate you guys, you know, we appreciate expand the box score. Uh, we miss Jared, he's not here today. The word on the street is he will be back, he'll be back. <laughs> the Terminator commercial they were playing yesterday looks pretty dope. Oh, yeah, uh, I want to see it. I love Terminator uh, movies, even if they're uh, the crappy ones. <laughs> but uh, your mic sounds like it's muted. I can't hear you right now. No, I'm I'm good. I'm here. Oh, I'm not here. here. Anyway, I guess I'll I, like, like, yeah, I, was, I was saying I like all the Terminator movies, even the oh, crappy yeah. ones. Great franchise. <laughs> and it lasted the test of time. So, yep. But, um, from all of us here at the IDP 411, we appreciate you guys. We hope you find our information, um, you know, useful and helpful for your team. And 
We'll be back next week with some more studs and duds for you. And uh, until then, you know, manage those rosters right and go win. Go win tonight if you need to win. See you next week. All right, see you, Jordan. <laughs>